Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We're here. Um, business out of the way first, right? Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, it's always the business. Okie dokie. Hey, Not everybody. to be confused with KCRW's The Business. I don't know anything about it. Radio show. Why are there three blank pages in here? No idea. Uh, please leave your Apple Podcast <laughs> review. What? There are three blank pages. Oh boy, she's recycling three blank pages, everybody. Very, very friendly environmentally of Dory. I was uh, thinking we should have recycling bins in our offices. Okie dokie. Sounds like something helpful. Cool. I'll get on that. <laughs> if you'd like a recycling bin, please contact Dory. Uh, leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Not hopefully the first uh, minute of this podcast because it wasn't great. Uh, Facebook group, you can join it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. And of course, our website and our Patreon page is available 
You can go to excellentadventure.com for the website with a link to our Patreon, or just head over to patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. Our Twitter handle is at excellentpod, and as always, our email is doryandmatt at gmail or mattandory at gmail, and the phone number is 413-461-BABY. 461-BABY. Yeah, I didn't know that that's what we were calling it now. Really catchy. Oh, sorry. Was that last week's joke? That was last week's thing. It was in the moment. Uh, okay. You can't sort of recreate such magic. Sorry. I know? forgot that you were the comedy expert. I'm not the comedy expert. I'm merely the comedy cool guy. Sexpert? No, certainly not. <laughs> uh, Are you going to see the new Sasha Baron Cohen movie? Am I going to see the new Sasha? Isn't it a television show on Showtime? I thought it was a movie. No. Oh. Unless he's got another project coming out I don't know about. Mm. What are you talking about? The America one. It's Showtime television show. Oh, okay. Are you going to watch it? Uh, no, I'm sure I'll be bombarded by clips of it on the internet. Yeah. That, that I'll watch and absorb the whole premise of the show through osmosis, as I do with most popular things. Okay. Just wondering. Never seen Game of Thrones, but I can tell you a lot about it. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. I get it. Yeah. All right. Cool. I feel like the world does the work for me. Oh, really? Of like, this is what we're all talking about, this one thing. And then I'll go, okay, got it. Thanks. <laughs> next thing. <laughs> Quick. Right. And then the next thing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the 24-hour cycle of, of, of news. And I pride myself in not, uh, not really having to absorb myself too much in it while also still understanding what's going on. I get it. You know, I like to know what's going on for sure. Sure. But I don't want to send myself down a rabbit's hole like I do often with a YouTube. Yeah, or a Reddit. Or a Reddit thread. Yeah. Well, I don't really get into Reddit wormholes too often. Really? Yeah, unless it's like a particular comment section about myself. <laughs> and then I will go, oh All right. boy. Oh sure. Boy. Okay. Sometimes people... I say things on podcasts that are pretty much at face value. No need to look for deeper meanings. Uh, okay. So, guys, Dory had a secret call with a fertility clinic, and she's here to tell us about it. Well, Dory Shafrir, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it's nice great to be, to be here. here. I really appreciate you taking the time and making the drive from your office to my office. Anytime. Um, so... Listen, I guess we should get right into this. Uh, you scheduled a call without your husband's knowledge mm-hmm. and scheduled it for a day when he was out of uh, the office with all of his coworkers at the happiest place on earth. Tell us, how'd that call go? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you again for having me. It's of really, I, I feel really privileged and grateful to be here. Truly our pleasure. Thank you. Um, Would well, you like a single pour over coffee? I would love one. Great. Thank you. Okay. We'll send someone out for that. Okay, great. Um, Well, first of all, Matt, I was not aware that my husband was going to be at Disneyland that day. Uh Uh-huh. 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 And even so, I thought... Is this tapped to the deeper root of your husband rarely using the calendar? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. The calendar was his idea. Yeah. Well, it's helpful for me to know where where I am, where Dory is. (laughs) Interesting. But I'm usually, I mean, I just assumed I, he, he probably just assumed he was working 
anyway. Yeah, so exactly. work is work, you know, he's gonna And then anyway. once once I found out that he was gonna be at Disneyland, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I had had a call recently. It was a group of people on a call. One of them who is my um my co-host on my other podcast, mm-hmm. Agent, mm-hmm. she happened mm-hmm. to be at Disneyland that day with yeah. her children. Yeah. And she was like, look, guys, I'm sorry. I'm at Disney. I'm actually at Disneyland. Um, I'm just going to put this on mute so it's not too loud. And I'll unmute when I need to speak. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, Matt can probably do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it turned out he couldn't. No, at 3 o'clock he was in a car with a coworker, And I didn't really feel like that would be a great conversation for me to have in the car while yeah. I'm driving. Well, With a fair, fairly recent addition to the staff. I get it. Anyway, anyway, so the conversation was fine. Mm-hmm. However, for those not uh, aware, maybe you could explain to our listeners what what a what a CCRM is. Now we've gone over this before. It sounds like it's Creedence Clearwater Revival music, but what what is it actually? It's the Colorado Center for Reproductive Medicine. Interesting. Now, Colorado's how far from your home in Los Angeles? Um, it's about a two-hour flight. Oh, wow. Wow. I believe it's a long sometimes, you know, I mean, really, it's only an hour and a half longer than it takes to get to CFP sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of direct flights. Yeah. Good, good, good. It's a good. To it's the a, clinic? Uh, well, the clinic's about half an hour from Denver. Oh, wow. It seems like I got to rent a car there. It's a whole thing. You can probably take a lift. Oof, a half hour lift. It's, uh, it's already pricey. Anyway, how'd they, how'd they, how'd they do? Well, I just want to preface it by saying that, you know, everyone talks about how great, I'd, I just heard such great things about their their whole operation. Mm-hmm. So I was really looking forward to like a seamless experience. Yes. And when I made the initial appointment, mm-hmm. they said, we are actually in network for Blue Cross, which is our insurance. And even though we don't have infertility coverage, um, it's mandated by law in California that insurers have to cover um, diagnostic tests. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they said, okay, send us your insurance card. And prior to the call, we will run your insurance and we'll see how much you will owe for the, uh, out of the $325 consultation fee. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take a credit card today, but before we run your credit card, we'll call you and we'll let you know exactly how much you owe. Mm-hmm. I said, great. Mm. Time goes by. I don't hear from them. Okay. But whatever. I have a lot of other stuff going on, and I just assume they've run my insurance and everything's fine. She's very busy, everyone. Very busy. Ten minutes before I'm supposed to get this call from this doctor, someone calls from CCRM, and she's like, hi, so your credit card got declined. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, oh, that's right. I gave them this credit card that I then subsequently did a huge balance transfer on. So probably didn't have enough money on it but then i was like wait how much were you trying to charge on it and she was like the consultation three fee 325 dollars and i was like but what about my insurance and she was like oh we don't have any record of your insurance i think the most depressing part of the story is that you didn't have 325 dollars on a credit card well yeah because i'd used all of the credit on that card for the balance transfer Mm -hmm. because it was a very good balance transfer offer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know i like a balance transfer welcome to the steeplechase that is our life So I said, huh, that's weird because I not only sent over the insurance card, but there were also multiple like new patient registration forms that I had to fill out on their online portal 
that also asked for my insurance information. So I was yeah. like, that's, that's, that's a couple times I've gotten it. Yeah. So I was like, that's weird. Hmm. And then I f- actually found the email that I'd sent, re-forwarded it to this new woman. And she was like, oh yeah, hmm, that's weird. Then she like couldn't print it. Yeah. It was like a whole thing. And I was like, wow, you know, IVF is just one time waste after another. Every single aspect of it is a fucking waste of time. Okay. So then she transfers me to the billing department. The billing department's like, "Oh, uh, you don't have you don't have infertility coverage." And I'm like, "Okay, but diagnostic stuff is supposed to be covered." And they're like, "Well, we're looking on the website right now." And I was like, "Which website did they say?" The Blue Cross website. Or maybe they were on like Best Buy. Yeah, who knows what they were on? And I was like, "Did you even call?" And they're like, "No." I'm just like, "It's a lot for an administration billing department to pick up a phone." apparently and then i said and also p.s like i was supposed to be called before my credit card was run and told how much the appointment was going to be and she was like yeah we do try to do that but (laughs) sometimes it falls through the cracks i'm like oh okay wow this is a real great first impression guys Sorry to take everyone through that minute by minute, but like it was just. You but know, now you know how I felt when I heard that story. It was minute very by minute, frustrating. By minute, it seems that no one so, has uh, figured out a hundred percent how to smoothly run anything regarding or insurance just, or patients. Or I'm just cursed. Well, I mean, listen, I just don't. I don't know. So then, I'm anyway, a little annoyed that you used a credit card that had you had no balance. On. I didn't realize that it was going to get quite that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I also thought they would call me. I also thought. Don't ever anticipate that someone's going to do what they said. That's that's our first rule here in IVF land. Now we can't so ever annoying. anticipate that. So we have to be the proactive people here. And I know a lot of it falls on you, and that's not fair. Yeah, pretty much all falls on me. Right, that's not fair to you. No. But uh, it is something that I think we should focus more on as, as, as a couple here, is not anticipating that they're going to do what they're going to do. So then she was like, okay, I'll ch- I'm going to charge you. You have a 15% copay if it is indeed covered. So here's what I'll do. I'll charge you for that today. That's $48. And then if you end up owing more, like, I'll call you back. I was like, okay. Resolution of this whole situation before I even get to the doctor is that two days later, I get an email from them saying, we did manage to get someone on the phone from Blue Cross. And yes, you are, you were right. You are covered for diagnostic stuff. And I was like, wow, this whole thing could have so easily been avoided. Hmm. Cool. Well, you know. I would just have used the credit card that had more room on it. But then I would have had to call them and get a refund. The whole, like, they, I wouldn't have even realized that they hadn't run it through insurance if they hadn't called me to say your credit card doc got declined. Yeah, but then when you had billed your, when you would, when you would then, but then that would have been a whole, right. And then I would have had to go through the whole rigmarole of filling out the form, which, by the way, is a pain in the ass. Not that you would know because you've never done it. I never have done it, no. So it's like everything. I pay what they tell me. Is just annoying. And then get annoyed when it's about parking. That's it. Right. So anyway, so that was the whole thing with billing. But then I got on the phone with the doctor who seemed to have a lovely bedside manner. Male or female? Male. Mm-hmm. Name of doctor? Dr. Schoolcraft. Great, great name for a doctor. He trained at UCLA. 
Okay. Go Bruins. Um, he asked me to go through my whole history. Was he like, where's your husband? And then you had to say he's at Disneyland. He did not ask, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. I mean, I think it's like, it's probably, they're probably smart not to ask. You know what I mean? You never know what someone's oh, of situation course, is. Of course. Of course. Um, I was making a joke about so, me being at Disneyland while you were doing this. Right. So I went through the whole thing and he was like, well, I got to say, you don't have a great batting average with like normal embryos. You've only gotten out of like all the embryos that you've made. You've only gotten three normals. And it's it looks even worse when you look at the number of eggs that you've gotten, which is like 65 eggs. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's true. And then he went through this whole... Th- Basically, he was trying to sell me on their lab. Yes. And saying that we don't... We often just assume that it's the woman's age and the eggs, but that's only one part of the equation. The lab has a much bigger role than people assume. You know, it's a very stressful environment for an embryo. They also do all their genetic testing in-house, which is interesting. Um, Seems handy. Yeah. Not to have to send part of your embryo right, off to exactly. Las Vegas. So, you know, he was basically like, without saying our lab is the best lab, he was trying to say his lab is the best lab. Right. Which is their reputation. Okay. Um, Like, that is why people go to that clinic, because they supposedly have the best lab. I didn't know that. That's yes. the first time this information is coming out of my wife's mouth. I thought I had told no. you that. CCRM has yes I did because then you were like how did you get this information and no, I no, no. And I said how did you find hear about these people and you said in the community and then I said why are you listening to message boards and you said not message boards the emailers and the face group and, and I was also like, anecdotally from friends right and I was like who who is a friend that has done this and I named someone uh that part I don't rem- I remember your name, so I don't remember who. But anyway, that's not important. Um, and then we continued talking about the doctor. And then you said this stuff about the lab, but then you have never said to me that their reputation is that they have the best lab. That is their reputation, that they have the best lab. And that, that is why people go there. Like 70% of their patients are this from out of state. This already become more appealing to me. Okay. You know how I feel about things. You, you only want the best. It's like, well, if you're going <laughs> to... If you need something, you know, why not pay for something that's not going to break? Right. So, you know, whether that extends past, uh, you know, even like, uh, I don't know, like shirts. Like, I'll, you know, I have a Brooks Brothers shirt over there that I've had for, I've probably worn it 150 times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, it's a good shirt. It's well made and yep. it, it's lasted this long. But if I had gotten like, you know, say I had spent less on it. Let's say I went and, and bought like a. Like an H&M shirt. Like an H&M shirt or a Made Sad shirt over at uh, Target. Oh, that's my phone, everybody. Which is coming through my computer speakers. And I'm now going to decline that call. And uh, we're all going to be happier for it. I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, so it's like, oh, this is the best thing. Then I'm already interested. So anyway, so that's their... It's like, I don't want it. I don't need a 1959 Les Paul. But, you know, someday the dream is 
you find yourself a left-handed 1959 Les Paul. Three, four hundred thousand dollars later, you got the best guitar ever made. Well, this is the 1959 Les Pauls of IVF. This is all you would have to do is talk to me in terms I understand. Okay. Well, now I'm doing it. There you go. So, and I was like, would you change anything about my protocol? Mm -hmm, And he mm -hmm. was like, probably not. I'd get new sperm, maybe a new egg, possibly new (laughs) Well, he did say he would use HGH. Which you have used. Which I have used. And in fact, the one embryo we have left is from the round that we did HGH on. Oh, man. It's going to be the strongest boy in the world. Yeah, he's going to be able to like lift you when he comes out of the womb. Oh, that's going to be great. Um, Just kidding. We know we probably won't get to that point. So, yeah. So, so he talked about that. Their whole, you have to go there for a one-day workup. Yeah, so like you do like jogging situation they put like that thing in your mouth where you're, they're testing your it's basically like when you join a gym and they do a you know a free personal training session i don't want to talk about it um no you have to do a whole bunch of tests and you would have to go too mm-hmm. and do a whole bunch of tests right um and then we if we decided to move forward with them we would do monitoring locally here in los angeles yeah and then just go a couple days before the retrieval to Colorado. Yeah. And then, of course, go back, you know, if assuming we got embryos, go back for a transfer. Right. Well, look, I... Um, I just don't... I don't know. So, Dory and I got into a bit of an argument. I don't know. Was it an argument? I also can't. Here's that was the day I came home and and then slept for twelve hours. You were not your best self. I was my worst self. I would describe myself as physically exhausted. Yeah. Um. So. And apparently, I should have just compared it to a 1959 Les Paul. Well, like you'd be like, this is the Forever 35 of self care podcasts, like the Forever 35 of <laughs> what? of of clinics. <laughs> You know how you guys are the best at, at your podcast? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I guess, you know what? I guess what this all comes down to is I need to work on my salesmanship. No. I need to work on my rhetorical skills. No, you just need to like work on me. <laughs> I need to make... Get no, me better. No, you know what it needs make to be? Make me better. I need, I need you to think this was your idea. And that's mm, hard. Always helpful. That's going to be you hard. You know, because I have all the best ideas. Yeah. Well, you're always right. So Not always, but I would say 140% of the time. Well, you know, it's funny. My our my acupuncturist was asking me how the call went, and then she was asking me how you were feeling about it. And then she was like, well, Matt will just have to decide what he wants to have been right about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, yes, that's totally it. What will I have been? What, what, I mean, what's, what is my decision here? I don't know. Um, I like to be right about things. No, you know what? It's not true, though. When I don't, when I pick something, when, I, when I'm right about the bad thing, I don't like it. I don't um, like to be right about the yeah. bad thing. But I like to be right about the good things. So here, here is what I would like to do. Like if I'm like, hey, have you tried this delicious cookie? And well, then you try it and it's super delicious. The, like the, I told you. The, the nature of your, like, 
then why you seem so upset the other day is because you you asked me how I felt about it and I said I wasn't sure. And then you immediately were like, well, you're ambivalent about it, so we shouldn't do it. And I just wanted to have a conversation about well, it. Well, I just wanted to be convinced that it was something that you actually wanted to do. Because it's a big decision. Because it's not only is it a $23,000 round of IVF. Yes. But it's it also is, travel. It's also... Yeah, so I mean, honestly, it's probably all in thirty yeah. to thirty-five thousand dollars with travel, with you know having to buy plane tickets two days before mm-hmm. you think you're going to buy them. I mean, I suppose you could buy the refundables, <laughs> which is also crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't know, um, and then it's the idea of like having to leave, take time off work, yep, uh, and physically go to Colorado, yeah. A couple of times, yeah. Which seems not cool to me, to my coworkers. I mean, not that they. I think they'd all be like, "Go," but you know. So it's like a big. It's not like a switching to a clinic in Glendale. Totally, of course. Which is sort of my was sort of my thesis statement. Followed that up with, like, if you ca- if I came home and you said, I talked to the doctor in Colorado. It sounded great. I'd like to do it. Done. Done. We'd do it in a second. But I came home, and then you told me how he had no answers, how he just called it unexplained infertility like everybody else, and how he dis- he's saying that uh, the lab might be a factor. And I'm just like, well, yeah, of course the lab might be a factor. What, what are you telling us? Why am I going? Why is this now a thing we have to go to Colorado for this kind of thing? Whereas if I had come home and you had said, so here's what happened. Like, I would have honestly, if I were you, I don't know why you'd have to do this, but here's how this would have, I would have responded better to this. I don't hear about the billing fiasco because I get immediately pissed off that we have a credit card that $325 can't go on to. So then I'm like, oh, we're so in debt, it's crazy. Because you start the you started your story with that. That's the inciting incident of this story, right? So we're there. What's the end result? What do you want? I don't know. I think you want to go to Colorado, but you're starting at a place. You're starting yourself in the second act here. This is very <laughs> this is very sadness. So you're here and you're like, we, <laughs> I couldn't afford. <laughs> $325 on a credit card which by the way I had her pay off a credit card the next day I was like pay a balance off you're killing me um, so start with that then you go on and on about the billing department I would say you you spent a good I mean you all heard it it was a nine minute story and I heard that same story on Wednesday coming home exhausted and then I follow that up to, well, how was the doctor? And then my wife's exact words were, he was fine. I was like, well, what did, they, what did he say? Well, you know, he just said, you know, he said, uh, it's the iPad. It's fine. Don't worry about it. People can hear a male sound and not turn off the podcast. It's fine. Um, uh, I've lost my spot because of this concern you had for the mail program that was on my ipad that's in the other room that i don't even know was picked up by a microphone Hmm. well my point is i guess 
she uh, didn't sell it in a in any in, a, in, a, in any reasonable way where it seemed like it was even something she wanted to do. All I got was I'm annoyed by this billing department. The doctor told me nothing new. Thinks it might be the lab, so we could try their lab. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And you say, I don't know. And I say, well, I don't want to spend $23,000 on a round of IVF, travel to Colorado twice, uh, miss work, and um, go have the end result be the exact same thing again. Whereas, if it's like, oh my God, I love this doctor. I think we should try it. You know, obviously it might not work, but I think he's absolutely worth a try. That's a totally different way to answer that conversation with me. But when you were so indecisive, I kind of lost my mind. And I was like, why are we going to spend this money for something you're not even sure about when we have a, a, a male embryo sitting on ice that is just waiting? Why not do the male embryo? If it works, thumbs up. Super terrific happy hour. We're good to go. We have the one baby. And we're good. And it's in West LA. Very close. If it doesn't work, then we can start to have that discussion. And we would know it doesn't work by like October. We'd know. Yeah, so that's where I've landed. Well, you've now landed there. Yes. But like, I want, I wanted you to just like, I want you to, I, I would like more decisiveness on your part regarding I mean, a lot of things. Same. No, I agree. We both have to work on it. But like, I, I te- but I do tend to like know what I want to do and don't want to do, right? Except a lot of times what you quote unquote want to do is what I want to do. Like you're like, I just oh, want to do what you want to do. No, no, that's different. That's not the case. The, the real situation is that I don't want to do anything almost all the time. Right. But I do want to somehow make it so that you feel good about whatever it is that we're going to do. Like, I want to make you happy. Like, as I said to my therapist, the second I sat down with my therapist, he's like, why are you here? I was like, I'm here because I am depressed and it's driving my wife crazy and I want to make her happy. So that's been my thesis statement for therapy since I've been in it. So in our daily life, my whole thing is like, well, if Dory wants to have, you know, as simple as last week when it was like, I I want sushi. And I was like, I don't really want sushi. Let's figure out a way to make this work. And if it's something I don't want, like I didn't want sushi, we just, I just got food from two places that were next to each other. So, you know, there's ways of working around this. But yeah. You're I, really into metaphors today. What? How is that? What are you talking about? I'm actually sp- sp- citing a specific example of a time when you were waffling and I was also not super sure and you decided you All wanted right. a thing and I didn't Go want on. that thing. But what I'm saying is like, it's, I just would like it if, I know this is hard and we obviously, we've been doing this podcast now for long enough and the people that are listening still, A, thank you, and B, they sort of know how treacherous this whole situation is. The twists and the turns and the lack of a straight line from A to B, it's just like, 
I, you know, what do we want? We want a baby. That's the end result we're hoping for. You know, I just don't know how long of a journey we can go on here before we just lose steam. But obviously we both still want that baby. And my point is like, well, why not try this door? That's that's in West L.A. Yes, I'm with you. I know, but I'm trying to... How, why do you get to explain your entire mindset in our discussion? And I don't. I'm, let, I'm just saying, I agree with you. I'm not... I'm letting you continue to talk. I'm talking to the audience. Okay. Go on. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Guys, I just don't know what to do with her sometimes. You hear it. You know? Do they, though? If it's not a billing department, she has no details. Hi. Wow. <laughs> you think you are so hilarious. I am just delighted by myself. Also, how are you feeling right now about it? Uh, well, you know, I went to Barnes & Noble this morning very early because I wanted to pick up a book that I didn't know if I could order it and it would be here in time for our miniature chirp, right? Because we're off work next week, so Dory and I are like, well, it's not even that. My therapist said, get out of town. Don't go somewhere with family. And luckily for us, that left the entire West Coast of the United States open. <laughs> and Canada. Yeah, the entire West Coast of North America, yeah. in fact. Uh, so we landed in Vancouver. Dory and I are going to be in Vancouver next week. Well, for like four days. Three nights. Whatever. It was a, it's a quick little trip. I'm just hoping for weather that's slightly cooler than Los Angeles. And I just want to relax and walk around and uh, just sort of uh, be with my Canadian brethren because I love Canada so much and I don't want to be around Comic-Con. Uh, second year in a row, I haven't had to go. I'm Congratulations. Delighted. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, I even completely lost the, my train of thought of what I was talking about. I asked how you were feeling about things. Right. That's the Ring video doorbell. If anyone uh, hears sounds that are happening on various devices that are placed throughout the house, it's like a scavenger hunt. Find Matt's devices. Um, wait. How do I feel about what? Our whole situation now. Oh. Now that you have all this additional information. Regarding CCRM in particular? Just in, just, just in general, what our plan moving forward is well it seems our plan moving forward is to um try this boy embryo yep it's gonna be a, a ringler beck joint yep a ringler beck production yeah and uh as much as that might hurt one or two of those doctors <laughs> that they didn't do the whole thing um i think I like it. It's a plan. But what we don't have... Here's the follow-up to this. What we don't have is any sort of final sort of... We don't have any steps after plan... After CCRM. We don't have any steps after that. No, we do. We do. Yeah. What is it? Well, my sister has offered to be an egg donor for us. Which is beautiful and lovely. But my follow-up to that is, what if it's my sperm? Well, what we could do, which a few people have actually suggested to me, is we could do around, if we end up moving to 
my sister's eggs. Mm -hmm. We could do a round where they fertilize half of them with your sperm and half of them with donor sperm. Interesting. Well, that is something that could be done. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Uh, it's time to talk to some of you uh, or you guys to talk to some of us. This is from Emily. Hi, longtime listener, first time writer, somewhat new Patreon supporter here. So, Emily, thank you. Thank you, Emily. Thank you from the bottom of Dory's credit card balance. Uh, I'm writing this kind of just you and kind of for the podcast. So feel free to put parts of this on the podcast. 
Which parts? <laughs> I don't know that we've selected any parts. Is this the entire email, honey? I think so. Okay. So Emily is 32, married to a 36-year-old. They've been trying since 2015. They had one year uh, with no luck, got tested, unexplained, uh, with nothing wrong. Sounds very familiar. All of a sudden, uh, started getting pregnant, but couldn't make it past five weeks. All chemical pregnancies. Uh, after the third chemical, or as her doctor refers to them, biochems, uh, in eight months, we went to CCRM and went straight to IVF. A uh, few false starts and cysts. Uh, retrieval in March. Almost got canceled on day nine because I was not absorbing the medication. Uh, and they did a shot in front of the nurse to prove that she was doing it properly. <laughs> so that's something. Uh, <laughs> froze eight CCS normal embryos and transferred one baby boy in early June. I am now seven and a half weeks uh, from that transfer feeling anxious anxious nauseous exhausted and beyond grateful on to ccrm credence clear order revival music. musical sure i'd watch that musical it's a fascinating story about john fogarty and the manager for that band and having been bilked out of all the publishing rights for those songs Ooh, yeah that would make a good musical oh it would indeed uh the uh, on to CCRM. I live in Denver, so it's easy. This is a bonus, right? She mm. lives in Denver. Uh, she feels super lucky, lucky to have them where she lives. If our transfer doesn't work, we should totally come to Colorado. She's very decisive here. Mm-hmm. This is quite the opposite of what we were. Uh, she's heard many stories of people who couldn't get normals until they went to CCRM. People who still couldn't get normals at CCRM, uh, much less common. Uh, it's not hard to travel. Uh, you can set up patients out of state patients because 70% of their patients are from outside of Colorado. That must have been where I got that statistic from. Oh, sure. Flights from LA to Denver are so cheap. There are millions of options. Well, it is a hub for American. Uh, United, I think. Gotcha. 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 You uh, know, the one airline that we have no frequent flyer miles on. Oh, I have freaking fly miles on in United. You do? Oh, honey, I fly everywhere all the time. Oh, boy. I fly on weekends when you're not even looking. What? Yeah, I just flew here from my favorite place. <laughs> Tori's just... <laughs> you know, one of these weekends, since we're now set up in my office facing this way, we should pop on the face group and do a Facebook Live. Oh, boy like record part of the podcast in front of facebook live we could do that yeah i won't do it now because i know you're in your pjs and not camera ready i am not camera ready and you would be so mad if i did that i would be so mad you would hide so fast i would and then we would put Bo in that seat and he would be great at co-podcasting uh we have to get his mic from outside so emily had a great experience there she has nothing to compare it to there's a couple satellite locations all over denver uh so either schoolcraft or gustafson uh are probably one of the doctors we have. People love Dr. G's bedside manner. And Dr. S, not a great bedside manner. Tori said that he had a good bedside manner. Well, Has she been tricked? I mean, it was also a phone call. Uh, so she just wanted to reach out, share her experiences. Uh, also, I totally... I would have totally made the appointment without consulting my husband, just like Dory did, and my husband would have been annoyed, just like Matt was. <laughs> yeah! I don't think that's a really a thing to be celebrating. 
Okay, she reads psychological thrillers and mysteries. Literally every single one has an infertility or miscarriage plot lately. It's insane. <laughs> she mostly does this on Audible. Audible.com. She goes into talking about kidnapping and murdering plots. Cool. This took a turn, this email, it that sure I did, did not understand why we took this turn. <laughs> and she closes by saying, thanks again. Best of luck. Please reach out if you have any questions on CCRM or Denver. This is, that's a nice thing to have. Thank you. Uh, sorry about your IVF adventure being so shitty. Hopeful about the last batch of embryos. So sad when I heard the Patreon update. Here's the next. So here's to the next steps. Cheers, Emily. Emily, thank you very much for that email. And uh, would you like to read the email from Raina next? Sure. I feel like you can get in on the on the yapping. All right. Because I'm 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 so yappy. Are you yapped out? Nah, I'll get there, but not yet. (laughs) So Raina says, just listened to the latest podcast and wanted to say that if the Colorado clinic you mentioned is CCRM, they do have decent success rates, but maybe more importantly for Matt, yeah, they have free parking. Finally. Oh, then we have to rent a car. We can't take a lift. <laughs> no, we have to rent a car. Because we take advantage of the free parking. Yes, you're right. God, don't well. you know anything? <laughs> Um, we remember last week we read the email from the doctor. Yes, of course I do. We, we received several responses to that, to our discussion of that. Oh no. And I put a few in the show. I'm worried about us. Mm. All right. Like we were very, were we mean to that doctor? Well, our first emailer thinks that we were. Uh huh. That, that, well, you know, that was my fear too. The emailer. I'm, I, I semi agree with you from anonymous. Uh, I totally agree with Matt's parking fee frustration seems petty for the practice to be Uh, so exact about that in the face of the other huge amounts. Great email. Move on. But I also feel like you guys kind of raked that poor anonymous doctor over (laughs) the coals. I kind of agree. We were just in a bad spot. I didn't hear any defensiveness, hostility or PTSD in her letter. To be fair, she kept saying, I know I'm being defensive. Also, to be fair, we were... Not in a great spot. No. In that, in that, during that episode. And I mean, she should have known better than to send us an email on that particular week. <laughs> Obviously not her fault. She's a wonderful person. I just heard someone trying to explain their personal experience and how it relates to what they try to bring to their job on a daily basis and that they believe most of their colleagues are also motivated by caring. I don't think a doctor who spends extra time thinking about her patient's predicaments and researching new things that might help them is, quote, abnormally attached to her patients. I think most of us would prefer doctors that aren't just doing a job, but also a little bit personally invested in our care and our outcomes. I perceived her emails as just emphasizing that we all feel feels, all have personal history and experiences that influence the ways we go through this thing called life. That basically nobody's the perfect communicator or listener, but most of us who listen to your podcast are trying to learn how to support each other and improve. Sincerely, Anonymous. Thank you for that email, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. It's a, also a great perspective to have. You know, just think about it from... Empathy. The writer's perspective. We're just thinking about empathy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, all right. Now, Arye had a bit of a different take. Arie, Arie, ooh la la. Arie says, I almost paused episode 92 to write in when Matt said that math is a science. Are we saying it's not? It is not. But I was mid-bike ride to work, and I smothered my pedantic need. Oh, what is a math, then? It's a math? (laughs) 
Then I heard you read the email from Dr. Anonymous. You're a mathlete, though. You need to know what math is. Well, I said it was not a science, and then you you pedantically corrected me. I did? Yes. Oh, man. I was wrong again. Yep. What's happening to me? For that, I didn't just pause, but I pulled over at a mall, bought a tea, <laughs> and prepared my thoughts. Should we send her money for the tea? I believe it's a he. Oh, I, I don't know. I believe Arya is a he. Oh, should yeah. we send money for the tea? Perhaps. That email, while correct in most of its content, was a wholly inappropriate and downright assholish move. Interesting. We are having an honest conversation where often the most important part is simply having our feelings heard and acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Chastising us in this context over some vague negative overtones towards our doctors is disgusting. Worse was the part expressing concern over how some of us think we might learn things our doctors are unaware of. A patient should always be their own advocate with their doctor. Doctors and patients are people who make mistakes and communicate imperfectly in the best of circumstances. The more research you do on your own and discuss with your doctor, the better off you'll be. A good doctor will treat your questions seriously. A doctor who brushes you off isn't worth seeing, Arye. Um, I want to say that this part of her email did especially... The more I thought about it, the more kind of irritated i got by it especially because we are in a world where there have been actual studies that doctors do not take the pain and the concerns of women especially seriously and there's also studies that show the way that they treat uh, patients of different races is different and so we like patients do need to be their own best advocates and too often when you know, I have a close friend who kept asking her doctor to test her for ovarian cancer for a year. And it wasn't until she had like a stroke related to her cancer that put her in the hospital. Yeah. And it turned out to be cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and her doctor was like, oh, God. Like, it, it's crazy. So. Also, like, listen, docs and docettes. Is that a thing I can do? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> uh, run the run the test. Right, it's like, like who you, cares? It's not like you're the lab tech that has to run the test. Also, also, like, okay, so people are googling things and they're asking their doctors about things. But like every time I've done that with our doctor, she has responded to me respectfully and told me like why she doesn't do it X Y Z way. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't like I'm not I'm not going to discuss that or Yeah, no, she's been great about it. Like that. I think I think this I think Arya is correct that like a good doctor will respond to that and not like just shut down things that their patients bring to them. Yeah. Okay. All right. This next one is also from Anonymous. I didn't pause the podcast, but I'm writing in regard to today's show specifically something in response to the doctor who wrote in. Not to make this email equivalent uh, of a comment subject field, but although I believe that many doctors do genuinely care about their patients, while also knowing that some feel they may have everything to teach and nothing to learn, it seems a little inappropriate to me to ask the two of you to take your doctor's feelings into consideration. Was that what they were asking? A little bit, I think. Mm. Uh, it's not that you are or should be inhuman about it. I also find touch it touching when a doctor seems to take a genuine interest by the end of the, by, but at the end of the day, when your cycle fails, the doctor is left with the 
his or her heartbreak and a paycheck, you are left with heartbreak and a five-figure-plus bill. Sorry, five-figure-plus seven-dollar bill. <laughs> Beautifully worded joke there. Uh, the two disappointments are not really anything alike, so I don't think you're under any obligation to feel sorry for your doctor. If getting a second opinion, even transferring clinics, makes the most sense to you, then that's that. My opinion, of course, never respect your doctor to the doctor who wrote in. Uh, glad to hear this week was a little bit better than last week. Sending best wishes to you guys. Hmm. Uh, Brownwin. I knew a Brownwin. I wonder if it's the same Brownwin. I think it's Brownwin. Brownwin. Last name with this? No. No. Was there one in the email? Yes. Did it start with an S? Do you remember? No. She's okay. in the UK also. Uh, okay. Dear Matt and Dory. Just wanted to drop you a note and say, I too can't believe the fact that you have to pay $7 for a valet at your clinic. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, I think we're, we're going we're gonna to take this. This is the last week of the $7 parking discussions. All right. Because until they do it to me again. Okay. And then I will go off yet again. We did get an email that someone, um, I, I can't share this publicly on the air, yeah. but someone sent us a secret parking spot near CFP. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I, I had, uh, you know, the homeless guy that is outside of the Starbucks all the time. Uh-huh. Sean, who I always, if I have cash, I will give him one or two dollars. He said, this was Thursday morning. He said he needed, he said, oh, I'm just trying to get, I need gas. Uh, I was like, how much gas do you need? He's like, well, I'm like almost on empty. Uh, and I went to my wallet and I gave him a $100 bill. Wow. And uh, he hugged me. He said hello to you, by the way. Oh, hello, Sean. Um, he asked me how the Goldbergs were doing. <laughs> and uh, Does he live out of his car? Is yeah, that, he does. He lives out of that. He has a green green late 90s lexus um but uh i told my therapist that and he said he's like look i don't often pull a therapy card here but that was guilt i'm like what do you mean he's like you you were you had that fight with dory you slept for 12 hours and you were feeling guilty so you paid a hundred dollars to try to absolve yourself of the guilt and it it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He really has your number. Uh, I've been with him long enough. He should have my number. But anyway, $7 parking. So I don't know why that clicked into my head to tell that story. Um, they can't even soothe the heartache of IVF by extending the courtesy of giving you a hot drink while you wait. This is so true. I want a fucking coffee from them. Mm -hmm. uh, it just gets my goat. Yeah, uh, if there is info RECFP profit available, I would find it. <laughs> <laughs> then put it to them that considering the profit they make, it would greatly enhance patient experience to not have to stress about mundane and necessary thing like parking. Secondly, I l enjoyed hearing the obstetric doctor who wrote in uh, and feel she had some valid points. However, medicine is well known for paternal uh, for its paternal approach. Doctor always knows best. I do not feel it's useful uh, and that care should be a partnership and patients should be encouraged and empowered to gain knowledge. However, frustrating it may be for doctors to explain away information that may be found via Google. 
regarding the large salaries made by doctors. I agree with her point that it's a particularly grueling and expensive undertaking to study medicine. And many doctors here uh, in the NHS do earn a pittance if you divide it by the amount of hours they work. And many doctors really seem to care and don't appear motivated by financial gains. However, there are definitely a large number of physicians involved with fertility clinics that make significant amount of money from this industry at times using techniques uh, or add-ons that aren't evidence-based. Britain's leading fertility expert, Lord Robert Winston. Well, oh. I mean, why aren't we going there? Why aren't we getting him on the podcast? Uh, has written a number of articles about the advantage these clinics are taking of infertile people. The scandal of excessive cost and misinformation is outrageous. One article quotes the pre-tax profit of $8 million at the clinic I went to. And yep, you guessed it. Patients didn't get so much as a bloody cup of tea. <laughs> also... I just want to say I'm sorry to hear about your last round. I'm hoping the best for you. Brownwin. Bronwyn. Bronwyn. I'm sorry, Bronwyn. Um, all right. Should we play voicemail? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, let me make sure that we're ready for such a thing. Uh, go ahead, I think. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Anonymous from the Bay Area. Um, love your podcast, and you give me something to listen to on my um, horrendous commute. So I really appreciate that. Um, just calling in to send my um, well wishes as you grieve this last cycle. I was just as shocked um, as most of your viewers probably were to hear your results. Um, I am in the Frequent Retrieval Club myself. I just finished my fourth retrieval, and I'm hesitant to be in the non-solicited advice group, but I did feel hopeful that Dory is going to make an appointment to get a second opinion. Um, and if you do, I just want to encourage you to maybe consider a mini IVF cycle. Um, I had three full cycles that were just awful on my body, and we got terrible results. Um, Nothing fertilized our first round, only three eggs our second, and only one our third, um, even though I had, like, 10 or 15 follicles. And I know that's not your situation, but I think for some women, maybe a low-dose stim is better both in terms of um, mentally and physically being able to go through it, but also on the quality of eggs that come out. Um, and I'm also going to try a three-day freeze and transfer and just hope that maybe embryos will do better in their natural environment than putting them through five-day freezing in PGS. I know that's a super personal decision, um, but I just wanted to offer it as maybe something else to ask your second opinion about. And there are some doctors, especially in Southern California, that do those kind of retrievals without anesthesia, so the price is much more reasonable than a full stem cycle, especially since you save so much money on the drugs. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, my heart is with you guys, and um, we're all thinking about you. Thanks again for all you do. Three-day 
I like this mini cycle idea. Sounds mm-hmm. cheaper. It'll definitely be cheaper. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could we could bring it up. Thank you very much for anonymous that. in San Francisco. I'm sorry your commute's terrible, but you do live in quite possibly the worst place in the world for real estate and uh, commuting. Although you got Bart, which is okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, what's the best public transit system? It's it's got to be New York, even though the subways are a mess right now. Mm-hmm. I love New York. I would like to move to New York and become a playwright with David Mamet. Thank you. That is my desire this week. I totally called it. Uh, think about the fun David and I would have. <laughs> Just sharing stories about old Jews. Just a lot of fun. Uh, okay. Let's see. Should we do this um, email from Sarah, which seems to have a couple of thoughts from the last 86 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should... We should table that one. Uh, Unless you want to read some highlights. It's a, it's, this is all fascinating. Cam Scanner is a free app you can get. Okay, here's number one. Cam Scanner is a free app you can get to take a picture of a receipt. It converts it to a PDF. Great. Don't need to have a giant scanner on your desk. She was born in Brookline, Massachusetts. Back when there was a Brigham and Women's uh, Lying In Hospital. Boston Lying In. That's where I was born. Boston Lying In. Oh, guys. What a... What a a great day to be a friend of Dory's. Mm -hmm. Uh, She moved to Palo Alto when she was three. Uh, Peed my pants with laughter when Matt read his email in a Boston accent. There you go. That was a popular. It was a very popular situation. (laughs) situation. College in LA LA, couldn't wait to move back to NorCal. Went to grad school in Boston. Lived in Coolidge Corner. Coolidge Corner. Let me tell you about that. She said, yay, sea line. Uh, God. I would be, I don't think I'd want to live off Coolidge Corner, like, well, maybe, like behind the Coolidge Theater. There's those nice Victorians over there. Also a place Dory and I should move. Anyway, uh, something you touched upon is the performance anxiety for men. My husband and I have been trying for one year, uh, and this is a huge issue for us. We started therapy because of it, which has helped. Uh, IVF feels the pressure is off. Do you have any advice to help with male performance anxiety? Uh, I've been very fortunate that uh, that has not really been an issue with me, except that sometimes when there's people in the lab talking, it takes a little longer. You know, try to remember those noise canceling headphones. Uh, I would see what kind of medication is he on? Is he on any medication that could be affecting it? Uh, I would look into that. Uh, Noah said, it's not a you problem. It's a, it's an us problem. I wanted to cry. I need help with trying to empathize with my husband because I secretly do think it's a you problem. (gasps) Oh, Oh my goodness. Uh, no, you're not a terrible person. Look, we all have deep thoughts that we only share with our therapist. Speaking of, Dory, I think you'd be an amazing therapist. Oh, thank you. Uh, she started the podcast three weeks ago. Damn. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, oh, what will happen when they get pregnant? Similar to my fear of what Kevin and Demi would do after the seventh slash worst season of Gilmore Girls. 
uh, as I'm almost current, I'm scared of my inability to binge your podcast. So I downloaded all of Forever 35. Cool. Did a face mask last, last oh. face mask last night. Nice. Uh, Dory, I stalked your Instagram. Did you do you still use your Manser Gabrielle bag? I use. Do they scratch easily? Um, they. Are those those knapsacky looking ones? They're no, like the bucket leather. the bucket bags. That's what I call a knapsack looking. Yeah, bag. I don't use the large one anymore. Really, I use the smaller one. Um kind of as like my everyday bag when I don't need to carry around my laptop because it fits like a water bottle, my phone, my wallet, sunglasses, That's glasses. That's the key here is it fits a water bottle. Yep. And Dory will fully close that water bottle 90% of the time. 90%. But there's still 10% of the time where she does not fully close that water bottle. Yeah. And that bucket can sure hold water. <laughs> uh, Matt, I'll start binge watching The Goldbergs. Genius. Oh, wait, sorry. One more comment oh, about Mansur Gabriel bags. They do scratch, um, but it depends on which type of leather you get. My other tip, the shinier leather doesn't really scratch, but the more like matte leather scratches a little bit. I would also say check on resale sites like the Real Real. Um, oh, that's what we called our episode. I know. I told I didn't you. know that was a real thing. No, I told you that. Oh, sorry. Um, because they often have Mincer Gabrielle bags for a lot cheaper than new ones, and they're often in very good condition. Uh, any other tips for her? On Mincer Gabrielle bags? Yeah, sure. Uh, no. All right. This is uh, from Allie. 35 years old and I'm single. I always assume I'd have children someday, but life happens. It just hadn't happened. But a year ago, I was listening to a mindfulness app to fall asleep. I've been doing a lot of uh, listening to uh, guided meditations to help me sleep. And uh, my guided meditation last night was David Mamet speaking. Really got me down. (laughs) Love that guy. Uh, About a year ago, I was listening to the mindfulness app. uh, And... When it came to me that I really desired a child, I couldn't believe I'd stopped waiting so long. Oh, it's about uh, to focus on your heart's deepest desire. Mm. My doctor sent me to counseling for two sessions uh, where the kooky doctor proclaimed me fit to proceed. (laughs) I guess I'm aiming to be what the internet calls a single mother by choice. Shop for donors, made compare and contrast charts, spent an ungodly amount uh, amount to ship sperm, I used one company in Georgia that had adult and childhood pictures of the guys uh, and intense medical histories. This last time I used a company in Michigan that was far cheaper. I didn't have much beyond immediate family history, body info, but decided the fancy sperm didn't work, so I'd go for the five foot nine teacher with healthy grandparents. <laughs> uh, I have unexplained infertility, a bit of endometriosis on the side. The fall and winter, I had four unsuccessful attempts of IUI with donor sperm. My doctor said I could go ahead and try again. Uh, I took out a loan and began IVF in June. During my stim period, uh, stimulation period, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so many shots, got horribly sick, in bed all day uh, for a week. My doctor says I have intense HCG sensitivity. So pregnancy is basically going to be hell. Uh, Two weeks ago, they retrieved six eggs. Five fertilized and miraculously, all five made blastocysts and have been frozen. They went out for PGA testing, just heard back. All five are genetically good. Great. I have a mix of boys and girls. Now, 
I wait for another hysteroscopy and a test for my endometrial lining before moving on. Listening to you both has been really comforting. My family and friends are not really supportive. I'm sorry. I completely misread that. My friends and family are really supportive. Uh, but no one I know has openly gone through the process, so I'm a bit isolated. I've only found you and have shotgunned the first 19 episodes. Even a chat about uh, Gilmore Girls or Matt's love of Father of the Bride Part 2 <laughs> is something that calms me in a time that is remarkably... Have you ever watched Father of the Bride 2? I might not have. Ugh. I think I've only seen Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride 2 is a delightful movie for me. Really? Yeah, they both get pregnant at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. How so wacky. Steve Martin's wife and daughter are expecting. What? Fossil Bride is having some baby. <laughs> That's what Martin Short yells. <laughs> and I apologize to everyone <laughs> for yelling like that. After a long, long email, I do have a question. I'm a bit envious of how open you are able to be. I'm a teacher in a small community, and while I'm certainly not letting it stop me from doing what I want, I do worry about the reactions of people in my life. I don't want to think... I don't think my students need my gory details, but I'm also not going to lie to them. They're in high school. Suggested I got my kid... I'm sorry. The suggestion I got from my OB was to make up a husband and pretend IVF wasn't involved. That's Ooh. crazy. I think that's crazy. Thank you so much. Looking forward to spending uh, my summer catching up with your journey. Uh, do we have any thoughts on what she should say? I think you should say whatever you're comfortable saying. Yeah. So if you're comfortable, listen, honestly, if you're comfortable making up a child, which I think is a husband, I think that's crazy, but go for it if you're I comfortable think the with problem it. That's a making fun up, lie. I huh? think the problem with making up a husband is that it then it will beget more lies. What if you, how about this? Why don't you just say you, if you don't want to talk about the fact that you've gone through IVF, why not just say you reconnected with an old flame from Michigan? I think that's a great idea. And... I mean, if that, I mean, and you're no longer together. If you're worried about, uh, if you're worried about the, how they might perceive you as being a single mother, if that's such a taboo subject where you are in that small community, quite frankly, you can say, uh, he died in a hang gliding accident. That's dark. All right, fine. Climbing Everest. Oh, that's much better. Okie dokie. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, we are almost out of time, but there's a couple emails here. Do you have anything in particular, honey, that you wanted to get to out of these? Here's, here's one that I want to read about Austin Powers. Oh yeah. Remember you asked if British people like Austin Powers? I wanted to know what British people thought about Austin Powers. And, uh, thus is the time when everyone who's just here for the IVF now turns off their podcasts and Matt dives in. It's from Sally. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm emailing you in response to Matt's request for input from UK listeners. I'm a big fan of both Excellent Adventure and the James Bonding pod. I want to echo the emailers from the last week that your bummer episode was good to hear. It's right for you to be pissed off and feel down and venting. Uh, it hopefully helps a little. Also, I, wanted, I want Matt to know that I can't stop thinking about the parking section either. It's ridiculous. Anyway... To the point of the email, I loved Austin Powers when it came out, being both a lifelong film fan and a Mike Myers fan. It was certainly received in the spirit it was intended. Definitely not an insult, uh, and its silliness was refreshing. I already knew that Mike Myers had a strong love of the UK due to his heritage. I don't know if other UK listeners have told you, but it has long been a UK Christmas TV tradition. Wow. 
And most Sundays, too, where there will be a Bond film on TV. Oh, I did know about the Bond uh, Christmas movie tradition. I did know that. As a child growing up in a feminist, anti-violence household, my love of Bond was not really approved, but I persisted. Uh, even to the extent of bringing my old, enormous VH- VCR recorder home on the train from university during Christmas holidays so I could get all the Bond films on tape. Uh, sorry, this rambled on longer than I intended. One final thought. Would you consider doing a James Bonding episode with a British guest to see the franchise from that perspective? I get the impression LA is full of them. Have we never had a Brit on that podcast? That's insane. Wow, she just called you out. Well, look, we're doing... I hope you... Sally, I hope you can come. Uh, September 16th, we'll be in London. Matt and I are doing a live James Bonding podcast as part of the London Podcast Festival. So Lovely. And uh, Matt and I have promised to wear suits. Hmm. Uh, I'll pr- I'll try to I'll try to go full three piece. We'll see what happens, guys. We'll see how my belly is doing at that point. Uh, from Andrew, OBGYNs are eighty five percent women. Told you. Did I say that? Well, or he's, did you say that? I don't he's, know. He's talking about early career people. Uh, female urologist residents are up to twenty three percent. Yeah, he's talking about That's residents. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like there are more lady urologists than gentlemen gynos. I love <laughs> that. By the way, that's my new Adult Swim cartoon, Gentleman Gyno. <laughs> Hello, I'm your gentleman gyno. Perhaps I can make you a little more comfortable. Ew. I'm a gentleman. This is getting. Don't weird. look into it. <laughs> You're reading too deeply into my gentlemanly behaviors. See, gentleman gyno can never keep a patient. Because oh. they get weirded out immediately. Oh, okay. But he's just a gentleman. Okay. He opens the door for people, puts uh-huh. his coat on puddles. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, tune in next week for Gentleman Gyno, a radio play brought to you by Gimlet. <laughs> uh, reminder, you can support us. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. <laughs> uh, you've all been great. Tune in next week for... Oh, here's a fun update for next week, guys. My therapist has never listened to this podcast. I asked him to listen to it last week. And he said, I've been waiting for you to ask me to listen to it. I didn't want to listen to it without you asking. Oh, wow. I said, pop on the last two. Have a great time. I'll see you next week. (laughs) And then he said, here's the number of a couple's therapist. Uh, Also, he said that. Yes, he did say that in the email. So anyway, uh, reminder, you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month. Uh, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure Dory and I are going to try to record one of those in the next 48 hours so if you're a $5 a month person uh, or a $10 a month person look for an episode coming out this week um, huge thanks to all of you if you spent a uh, $5 level or above you'll get your name read on the podcast each month you also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes if you support us there uh, thank you to all our new supporters you're going to get your names read on next month it's episode and we're going to try to read these faster. Uh, Dory and I are going to each take a page and read one at a time. It'll, like, it'll spice it up a little bit. All right, let's do it. All right. Nina Bird Christensen. Stephanie Thompson. Uh, I didn't, don't, you know, I have to go crazy fast. Mackenzie oh. Erickson. Kim Thompson. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Chelsea, Woof. Chelsea Rosger. Uh, Michelle Kitzmiller. Megan Cantwell. Eliza. Sorry. Say it again. Liesel. Liesel. Liesel Rampano. You've only been saying her name for uh, The, the a entire year. time we've been doing this. Sarah Prager. Julie Phillips. Tanya Davidova. Michael B. Amanda Johnson. Darlene Estrema. Christy Stoltz. I'm sorry, Darlene Estramira. Muriel Kloss. 
Melinda Phelps, Carrie Smith, Lacey Baker, Ashley Mer. I'm sorry, Ashley Meller, Christopher Fonagi, Jason King, Kelly Zimmerman. Kelly Zimmerman is on my list too. Oh my god, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just making a note. Uh, Rachel Downey, Emily McNaughton, Sarah Lewis, Kristen Anderson, Okagawa Nan. Rachel Dillon Snyder. Sabrina Stern. Benji, not a PhD. <laughs> Tracy Jury. Catherine Shimmons. Becca Foster. Leslie Shoup. Anonymous. Melissa Welch. Catherine Zamoulis. Darren DeShong. I wonder if she's related to the Demoulises. Uh, Ariana Perry. Sasha B., formerly Salsa87. <laughs> Jolene Sigler. Arthur Finney. Sarah Yim. Kristen Young. Uh, Lisa in West Virginia. Q.N. Mod Tremblay. The Holterman Clan. Elizabeth Cluick Olivius. All of us, all of us, all of us. Emily Brett. Chris Dibula Dibble. Megan Frank. I think I pronounced that right. It's just all these characters got crunched up oh, here. So sure. I'm, I'm reading, uh, I mean, if you want the honest, it's like uh, uh, Euro A. <laughs> Okay. Insert Let's keep Euro going. Dibble. So, uh, Lori Lemming. Megan Frank. Melissa March Quinn. Margaret Metcalf. Heather Nelson. Rachel Bake. Jack Woodyard. Narantha Balagopal. Erica Brown. Kathy Hill. Natalia Story. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. James Feigl. Uh, Margie Oakley. CJ. Sherry Olson. Sarah Burry. April Cherry. And rounding it out, we have Ben. A PhD. What, what? Uh, I just want to double check with Dory. Correct, I should not? Correct. There we go. Uh, thank you all so much. If you want to join the Patreon, we would fully appreciate it. Maybe we can get that credit card balance down to where Dory can put a $325 payment on it. In the meantime, I guess we will say goodbye until next week. Tune in to hear our Canadian adventure. Bye. Here's Creedence Clearwater Revival Music. Music. Yeah.